defenses. Initiate bird protocol. What is good, homies? Welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol, the third in our spooky season series. I'm your host, Balm Reader. I'm here with my co-host, Otis. Otis, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, I had to go buy a new controller today because one of my uh, PlayStation 5 controllers got stick drift. And uh, that shit sucks, man. Like, I don't know what causes it, but it's like, I don't know why th- this happens, but it like happens with every controller ever that has had like an analog stick. It's like, specifically y'all... bad with PS5. I've, I had to, I've, I've I been mean, through, I have two controllers now that work, but there were three of them that I went through since I yeah. bought it. Uh, especially the first edition controllers were really bad. Like the first two I got, both of them got stick drift. Then the next one I got also got it. And then. Yeah. Cause I think I, the one I got like with my PS five, when I first bought it, I think that that one got stick drift and I took it back and then they gave me a new controller. So I assume it was like the exact same controller, like first generation, whatever of that controller. And then. So I've had those two like controllers the whole for what now three two three three years now I guess I've had a PS5 uh, and then yeah and then like this past week I was playing Cyberpunk and then I noticed I was like why is my aim all off then I just kind of like put my controller down and I just kind of like lightly tapped the controller and then I just my dude just started like spinning in circles I was like ah fuck that there it is there it so is so then I went. Yeah, so now I went went out and bought myself a nice purple one. So oh, nice! I got the red one. Oh, hell yeah! yeah. To you together, we're a nice palette. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what are the other? There's like a nice light blue, and then pink. a very bright pink, and then they also had like a gray digital camo one, and then there was just black or white but i was like nah i like the purple i don't think i've had purple in a while yeah purple Not, was the one like that gamecube yeah i can say that's a lie i have a purple controller on my fucking uh switch which also switches there they were super bad for uh stick drift like between me and pair i think we had to like replace like three different like joy cons whatever the hell they're called yeah it's uh it's a thing it it exists the one thing that's good though is that they will give you good credit at uh gamestop uh gamespot what's it called gamestop uh i think now it's gamestop now because it was eb games but it was always just the canadian version of gamestop i guess so now it's gamestop GameSpot, I believe, is That's a, a, a game magazine. News. It's a, yeah, it's yes. a magazine. It's a news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, GameSpot. Yeah, that's like a review site or like just game, news, stop. game news site. Okay. Am I story, having yeah. a stroke? Maybe. Um, but they'll do know, a man. good a good rate of return uh, for stick drift stuff because they can refurbish yeah. it, I guess, and resell it. So I traded my yeah. th- my three in and got a decent amount off, uh, almost all of it off. Uh, it turns out that one of them that I thought had stick drift didn't. Something was just stuck in there, so I got full price for that one. But uh, pretty much paid for my my red controller. But anyways, it's it's topical that we're talking about games 
because yeah, this yeah. Uh, uh, episode today, we're going to talk about scary video games. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, much like our episode in five uh, f- uh, with, that we did with uh, Jason, that gent guy, um, the five uh, heavy albums you should check out. These are five scary video games that we feel you should check out varying level of scariness and I'm sure different levels and types of scary. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and we are not in any way like ranking these numerically or saying one's better than another or anything like that. This is just five games that we play that we think are great that you should check out uh, if you like scary video games. Um because people are scared of different things. Some people are, they really hate, you know, um, lacking control and feeling claustrophobic. Some people are scared of monsters. Some people are scared of ghosts. Some people are, they don't like tension or, or they don't deal well with challenges and challenges can be scary, you know, like, uh, so, so really we're not, uh, kind of like trying to, uh, quantify the fear levels here we're just giving some suggestions and i'm sure we've talked about some of these games before um in fact i'm sure that some of the games will come up that will come up we have maybe even talked about in previous spooky season episodes Mm -hmm. Uh, and if that's the case there will be whole episodes that you can go and enjoy um you like playing scary video games otis what 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 makes a good scary video game for you? A good scary video games. Um mainly for me, it's a lot of atmosphere and sound design. I think that are like the two biggest things, especially now since when I do play like scary video games, I tend to play them with my headset on. Uh most times, if I'm just gaming by myself, I'll, I don't use a headset. But for horror games, I tend to try to use a headset all the time uh, just because it, the, yeah, like I said, the atmosphere and the sound design is such a major aspect. Um, you know, because those go hand in hand. Like, you know, if you're going down like a spooky corridor and it's just like kind of silent, like maybe that might be. But then if there's like sounds like slowly like inching towards you and it, maybe it sounds like there's something behind you, but there isn't like uh, stuff like that is really good. And that that will be something that I mention a lot in like some games. Um you know, but there's like different types of scares. I was watching uh, some IGN videos and Game Ranks videos uh, before doing this, just to kind of like you know, because th- those people are actual game people, so they know way better. Like I, I, I'm far more confident talking about music and movies as compared to video games. I, I just like playing video games. I don't know shit behind really the making of it. So I went to different sources to see. How they broke down uh the kind of horror because as i said i don't know if it said sorry we're having technical difficulties there's a weird internet thing going on so uh if shit seems kind of weird uh yeah we we know <laughs> so anyway it, it makes sense really for the horror episode for it to have like weird subliminal horror cuts in it, it makes sense speaking of weird subliminal stuff uh so i guess the some so there's different types of scares that you can have in a video game one of them's like the jump scare which is you know even outside of horror games there are games that have it uh 
like Uncharted has it when it gets weird, when it has like the weird Nazi zombie monkeys in the first one or the second one that has like the weird Yeti ape monster thing. And then even like in the third one, when it gets all uh, ghosty and psychedelic and stuff and whatnot. Uh, sorry, if you haven't played those games, they're like 10 years old. So it happens. Uh, but and then there's also like the aspect of like dread scare of where a game gets you to uh, do something that you don't necessarily want to do. And I was like, ah, that's the that's the descriptor I was looking for, because I think that's the thing. I look for in most games is like, uh, you know, like I think most of the games we're going to talk about, it's going to be like, okay, you have to go into this room and you're like, oh, I, I know I have to go to that room. But as soon as I open this door, something bad is going to happen, whether it's a bunch of enemies or, you know, a bad cutscene, something bad's going to happen. And just that, you know, constantly like just dread lurking there. I think that is uh, what makes a good video game. Uh, like good horror scare and uh, yeah I think it really comes down to those two but uh, for me yeah like I said earlier it's definitely got to be atmosphere and sound design that are like the two biggest things I guess even lighting uh, some stuff because like I don't know I can't particularly think of uh, um, I have a good I have a good example of of lighting that's coming up in one of mine so we'll we'll see I think I know what game you're going to talk about I think Maybe it starts with an A. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a, uh, uh, for me, I think that it's all of the things that you mentioned. Um, I also tension. I think that ramping yeah. up of tension and that kind of fear of intensity is also a layer of fear in gaming. Um, a game that isn't on my list. I don't know if it's on yours, but we did talk about it. The series last year or two years ago we talked about left for dead left for dead 2 um back for blood Blood. that game isn't necessarily scary in the sense of like things popping out at you or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's scary because of the pylon and the tension that raises like when you startle a horde and they're running towards you and then one of the super zombie comes or a witch shows up or a burrower or whatever they're called the hag um they that 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 causes this frantic fear this like i'm being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um which is is another form of of kind of horror gaming or another aspect of horror gaming that i find doesn't always work for me but there are there is a game on my list that is like basically that 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 is what it is but it's it's different it's another one that i've talked about like i said we've we've probably talked about a lot of the games that we're going to cover um and and we are not trying to say one is better than the other or or anything like that these are just suggestions from us if you're looking for something spooky to play this holiday season this halloween season um and uh and uh, you want to get you know get some get get your freak on we got some mm-hmm. some suggestions for you um, I guess, should I just start with my list and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Like, do you want to do your five first or do we want to go back and forth? That's, I guess. Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, well, last time we did like the mine f- aren't ranked in like any really way. So yeah, like, mine and then I also have like, I, mine aren't really ranked either. So I guess we could just go back and forth if you want to. 
Yeah, sure. Let's okay. do that. All right. So okay. we're going to start with number five more on my list. It's not really fifth in ranking, but um, but it is uh, um, a game uh, that I've talked about before on this platform. It is a game, a zombie survival game called Project Zomboid. It's an open world isometric video game developed by British and Canadian independent developer, the Indie Stone. Um, the game is set in this post-apocalyptic zombie infested area of uh, uh, Knox country, Kentucky, United States. Uh, it is. It was released in uh, a while ago. 2011 uh, was the pre-alpha and 2013 was build one. We are at build 41 now in 2021 with, with 42 coming, uh, in the near future. It is the closest to a real zombie survival situation that I have ever played. It is challenging. It is frustrating. It is overwhelming. The smallest things can set you into a path of peril. It is true hard style survival. You have to have water. You have to have food. You have to deal with uh, infections, medical problems, cuts, bruises, um, broken bones, fatigue, mental health issues. It's uh, it's it's really really intense. Um, you're gonna die. The, there's no two ways about it. It's just how long are you going to survive and are you going to accidentally bumble your way into one of the most nightmarish situations you've ever experienced or are you going to outsmart the, the hordes of zombies, the weather, the uh, ever-changing um, access to food, water. Uh, you know, it is intense it's an intense zombie survival game it's isometric it's the graphics are are outdated and that's part of its charm um random events such as helicopters passing or random gunshots alarms on uh especially in the first 30 days while the power is still on buildings have alarms cars have alarms um you accidentally break the wrong window, it sets off an alarm, and descending upon you are 50, 60 zombies. Uh, and all of this, all this time, you're building your base, finding resources, trying to avoid detection, staying alive as much as you can, and, and in whatever way you possibly can. Uh, and it is intense, and it is overwhelming. This is what I was talking about, this overwhelming fear and dread that you have when a challenging situation arises and you're not ready for it. Hypothetically, you spawn inside a house. You've got a certain amount of food, a certain amount of books. You can start getting your, your skills up. But you have to be quiet. You have to stay out of sight. What happens when the food runs out? You have no weapons, nothing that you can use. You have to go outside of the house. What happens if the next house you open up has a house alarm? It's scary. It's terrifying. Um, and it is, and they descend on you and then you have to try and survive them with just your bare hands, pushing them over and stomping on their heads with your foot <laughs> and all the while trying not to get scratched or bitten. It is an intense game. 
And uh, it is really fun. I, I absolutely adore it. I have been sucked into it for months and months. And if you're looking for something that's a zombie game, but different, kind of tired of all the zombie shooters and horde games and stuff like that, this is the game for you. It is relatively cheap on Steam, uh, good old games, um, various other retailing spots. You can play it on Mac, on PC. It doesn't take a lot of space. It doesn't take a lot of uh, uh, memory. You can play it with controller. It is awesome. Oh, and they have multiplayer. So you can join servers with a bunch of other survivors. And there's PvE and PvP. And so you can join these servers and really live your post-apocalyptic dreams uh, uh, and all while avoiding zombies, avoiding griefers who are trying to rob you for what little resources you have. Truly terrifying. So, Project Boy, oh Zomboid, boy. I recommend it. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned that game a bunch of times to me, and I have not looked into it at all. So that's my bad. That That's on me. I, I should probably just take a look at it. You know, it, it's good. It's it's a it's 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 a lot of fun. It is a hard like hard survival game, and and it takes a while to get used to it when you get into it, which is why you might not have the patience, yeah. because trying to, they don't really spoon feed you anything. You just kind of have to guess for a while. The first characters yeah. I had, they all died very quickly. Because I didn't realize cars had alarms, buildings had alarms. I was like, oh, a grocery store. I'm going to break into this and and take as much as I can. Yep. The alarms started going (laughs) off and zombies were coming everywhere. I was like, I'm stuck inside a grocery store. And there's so many of them coming through. And I was in a police station. Same thing happened. I opened the door, walked outside. I wasn't crouching, wasn't trying to hide. Zombies came, started banging on the door. Next time I looked out the window, there was like 50 of them. And I was like, well, I'm screwed. They're going to break in. Then I lose. I have to leave here, lose access to all of my stuff. One of my characters died because I didn't clean the glass from the pane of the window that I broke. And I went over it and it cut me and I bled to death. It's, it's oh, intense. Wow. It's intense. Sometimes you have to jump through those windows and then you have to find a place to hide and bandage yourself while zombies are searching for you. It can get really intense. It's a pretty, pretty gnarly game. Um, and so maybe it's not your type of thing. If, if you're a type of person who hates survival games, I know Otis, you've been very vocal on your dislike of survival games, but it is a, a deep well, game and a fun game. Certain ones. I, I do like survival games. I, the ones I don't particularly care for are the, like, like for example, the forest, which I think is a great horror game, but like the whole, you know, no, just, Oh, you're on a stranded Island, build a camp yada 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 sort of things like there's a million games that are like that and i just they're just not my thing uh they're just not for me it's just not a game i particularly want to play uh however project zomboid maybe sounds like it has a bit more uh open-endedness to it and maybe that might be something that uh might uh i might end up enjoying more so than something 
like the forest or like green hell, which are, you know, just like, oh, you're in a forest. Oh, spooky stuff is happening. Oh, you need to build a camp. Oh, you need to build a fire. Oh, you need the you got cut and now you need to make some sort of medicine. And, uh, you know, it just kind of. I don't know. Like I it that I like that's the point of those games is to prove how hard it is to actually fucking survive and you know I'm just I'm not a survivalist. I would uh-huh. rather watch uh people doing that on uh what's that show? Alive. All, all those survival shows. Alive or whatever. Yeah, all those ones. Alone? Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Who alone. Cares? There we go. That yeah, that one. Naked um, and afraid, all that shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know what it is. I but if you are looking for a a deep zombie apocalypse survival game with lots and lots to explore and a challenge, it's a great game to play. All right, what's your number five? Uh, so yeah, like I said, mine aren't particularly ranked in any order. I'm just kind of going in the order of which I wrote them in my notes. Uh, so I'm gonna start uh, with this first one here. Um, just quickly shout out uh resident evil uh just you know just you know goaded amongst horror video games the whole franchise i mean i think probably the argument would be like resident evil and silent hill are probably like the two best horror franchises i would say in terms of you know longevity uh scares and you know uh just you know uh just how important they are to games themselves uh and especially resident evil which has reinvented itself so many times like the first games were very kind of slow and if you try to play them now it's very outdated and the mechanics don't work the camera angles are fucking annoying and then with resident evil 4 they moved into a third person shooter sort of style and the resident evil 4 remake is one of my favorite games of the year and then you know they had some slumps with five and six but then the game i want to talk about is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which was a nice change instead of being uh, like a third person game or like a weird camera angle game. It is now first person, which so that's the first time Resident Evil did first person. And holy shit, this game is so terrifying Um, as opposed to... um, you know, Resident Evil, like the first game, it's kind of notorious. You know how it has the giant mansion and sort of how it, you know, there's all these underground tunnels and it's an interconnected map and it's a, the whole map's kind of a giant puzzle. Well, this is sort of the same, except this game is very much inspired by old slashers, exploitation uh, films. So, you know, Two immediate, uh, you know, film references you'll see in this movie are Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Evil Dead, which is what I believe the developers have said that's what they were going for. They were very much inspired by American horror films from that era, 70s and 80s. And holy shit, they perfectly got the vibe. Um, I may potentially spoil some things um, if you have not played the game. It's very old. If you have PlayStation... Or wait, did they get rid of those free games that you could get? Because it was a part of like the free collection, like those twenty games on that you could get for PS Five. Yeah, they got rid of that, but I think it still is available in the um, in the PS Plus library. But don't quote me on that. But anyway, 
Anyway, so it's been out for a while. So if you haven't played it, uh, sorry, it's been out for six years. Um, so some some slight spoilers, not necessarily. I mean, it's a Resident Evil game. The game, those games, you think right when you think you're like, oh, I know where this is going. The shit will just fucking go insane mode and be like, yeah, well, you thought this person was normal. Yeah, it turns out they're actually a scorpion person. So, huh. And, you know, that's kind of what happens. Like, in Resident Evil Zero, a person turns into, like, a giant worm, I'm pretty sure. Fucking weird <laughs> stuff. Uh, so in this, but in this one, it really has slasher elements where you go into this abandoned house. You're a guy who's trying to, like, find his wife or his sister. I forget exactly what the plot is. But you're trying to find a woman, and you end up in this creepy house, and there's this crazy family that lives there. So there's this dad, Jack, who... He stalks you throughout the house while with a chainsaw. He can randomly just like he'll just break through doors and walls, and it's terrifying. You're just trying to escape from him. Uh, there's one level where uh, the mother of this crazy family she turns into a spider, into a giant fucking spider, and it is one of the most horrifying boss battles I've ever had to do. I hated that shit. And then there's one point, there's one mission in the game where I think, I think that's how the game starts, or it's very early on. It has a recurring thing of which you, like, find these videotapes, but they're, like, these playable things. So, like, it kind of plays like a Saw, like, game, like, a, like you know, the, you know, like, the movie traps and saw yeah, like yeah, literally yeah. yeah the movie so like there's one where it's a, you're a, it's you watch the videotape of a guy doing this like crazy puzzle where he has to like stab himself and like find stuff like get fucks up but in the video part he dies and you actually play that and then you need to replay it again later. But then since you know what happens, you, you're like able to like figure it out. But it's still so creepy. Even though you know exactly what's going to happen, it is terrifying. And like also, yeah, just all the videotape stuff is so creepy. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So then Resident Evil followed this up with Resident Evil Village, which was also first person and also very much sort of followed similar vibe. I think it sort of went more back to its weirder stuff like i mean in resident evil uh eight village like the first boss is like a giant vampire lady then there's like a giant slug baby and then yeah it, <laughs> shit's weird dude so shout yeah, out I'm, sure be, evil. I'm, I'm sure people saw the memes of the giant uh kind of southern gothic uh european yeah people were like giant, Ooh, mommy yeah, yeah giant vampire mommy um yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, Resident Evil because uh, my my next is is one that you well you actually mentioned this series, Silent Hill. Um, nice. Silent Hill is a uh, a horror anthology media franchise um, published by Konami. Uh, I really want to focus on the first kind of three games: Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two, and Silent Hill Three. There's like a lot of other games within the series. Um, but, uh, uh, just the first three games, um, and the remakes of them, I think are just like, or the remasters are, are, um, are really, really great. I think that they, I mean, it's in the same, same Konami made Resident Evil, right? My, uh, or is it Capcom? Capcom made Resident Evil. Yeah. Konami. Mm-hmm. Um, made Silent Hill very similar. 
uh, Japanese horror game um, that uh, follows uh, various characters who, um, especially in the first game, uh, go to this fictional American town known as Silent Hill. It's heavily influenced by psychological horror. Uh, and most of the players in the game are people who are uh, going to Silent Hill to search for someone, a missing adopted daughter, uh, a deceased wife. Um, and it is uh, uh, a game that, that calls upon lots and lots of different stuff, kind of Stephen King novels. Um, you know, there's a uh, it, there's this fog that surrounds the city that things lurk in that pass you by. The camera angles are weird. The game moves very slow. It's very deliberate. Um, there are weird, freaky pyramid head guys with giant oh, yeah. blades. There are bodies, nurses. nurses that turn into bodies that have no arms and spit black goo. It's just weird, man. It's some weird psychological freak house shit, man. And yeah. as a kid playing Silent Hill 2, Silent Hill 3, and Silent Hill, which I probably shouldn't have been playing, uh what a freaky ass game series. <laughs> and oh, there's yeah. a reason why it's become kind of one of the pillars of horror gaming. Um, now, of course, I didn't really play a lot after that, like Silent Hill for the room, Silent Hill Origins, Homecoming, Downpour, yada, yada, yada. All yeah. of those ones I never didn't really play, but I have such good memories of being terrified playing Silent Hill 1, Silent Hill 2, and Silent Hill 3. And as the games go, they get more kind of like wooey-woo Japanese freakiness. Um, but the first two games, God, there were parts in those games where, you know, you're walking around in this foggy town, you have no idea where to go or what to do. And all of a sudden there's this weird, like winged freak monster that flies by and you're just like, am I going to die? And you hear them moving around in the fog and, and then at night and when the sirens go off and everything switches, it's just, Oh, freaky, yeah. man. Those games just freak the shit freak the hell out of me um i don't yeah, want to go was... too too long on the the these games or go into them super super deeply because there's so much literature out there and there's so much you can look up there are movies there are probably comics there yeah. are games that are still going to uh um come out like they're still making more of them um it's it's yeah, it's a game where you switch between the other world and this foggy rural American town that's abandoned. You're finding clues. You are protecting yourself in ways you can or running away from things that you can't protect yourself from. Um, and then there's a cult and the cult is like doing crazy, crazy deity worship and like, occult stuff and they're calling upon creatures and esoteric energies. And I don't know. It's fucking, there's a lot. There's so many games. I couldn't really go through the plot, but silent Hill 
If you haven't played any of them, go back, run it, run it back. If you like retro games, you want to be scared. Silent Hill one, Silent Hill two, Silent Hill three. Yes. It's kind of slow. Controls are a bit clunky. Camera angles are kind of a bit wonky, like the first Resident Evil games. But yeah. these are the building blocks on, upon which uh, the modern horror gaming world was built. And uh, and this is an incredibly popular series. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you there's anything else you want to add to Silent Hill. Uh, I, I don't want to wax. I don't want to wax you know, pathetic here going on and on about it or waste too much of our listeners time yeah. trying to tell all of the plots and the stories. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, kind of crazy, but, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, those games, yeah, they, they, they would be, uh, if I don't know if there's anything coming down the pipeline of like any sort of like modern remakes, but if they did something similar to what resident evil has been doing with the earlier games, like resident evil two, three, and four, which are all fantastic remakes, and really modernized the games and made them, you know, more accessible. Because really, if you go and try to play Resident Evil 1, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? This is such a, like, a mess. Like, it's just, the like, like, the tank controls. It just doesn't make sense, especially, like, if you played modern shooters. It's just such a learning curve to, like, you're, you're almost, like, unlearning how to play a video game almost to like play these games um and so i think yeah they would they would definitely benefit from a modern remake and also uh shout out to the silent hill movies which were partially filmed in uh my hometown cambridge and also in Brantford. just local shitholes you know really just looking like a deserted town out there so thanks to the cambridge downtown area for just looking like fucking hell uh. <laughs> um well we're on the topic of of capcom because we're talking about resident evil i did want to give a shout out to another game didn't make the the full list um and there's a lot less to explore than uh resident evil and uh and and silent hill which are very deep and 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 kind of staple series um dino crisis and Dino Crisis 2 from Capcom. These survival horror slash action adventure games, um, the, they are uh, about dinosaurs and being brought, uh, brought back to, or brought to our present through temporal rifts um, using a third energy research. Um, either brings... Uh, dinosaurs to the modern time in the first one or people to the time of the dinosaurs in the second one. Uh, Dino Crisis 2 is one of my all-time favorite games, probably because I just love dinosaurs, but also it just is an amazing sequel to the first Dino Crisis. Uh, Both of them very similar to Resident Evil, except instead of zombies, there are velociraptors and t-rexes and various other animals uh vicious dinosaurs uh trying to eat you there's wild science there's crazy camera angles the second one is a little bit more action adventure than the first one uh and there are more dinosaurs uh and cooler locations and um and yeah i just those games are a lot of fun I just wanted to honorable mention Dino Crisis. I'm not going to talk about Dino Crisis 3. I never played it um, or Dino Stalker, but Dino Crisis 1 and 2 are cherished 
retro games that uh, that kind of verge on the survival horror uh, aspect of of Resident Evil games, um, of the original Resident Evil and Silent Hill games. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to to shout those out. All right, my next. Uh, wait, is it yours or mine? It, no, it's yours. It's yours. It's Go mine. ahead. Uh, yeah, you can Silent Hill. So my next one, uh, kind of. Uh, could easily be described as just uh, Resident Evil in space. And particularly, I'm going to be talking about the remake of this game from 2023. Uh, Talk about Dead Space, uh, which the original game came out in 2008. Yeah, 2008. And yeah, it's a survival horror game. But this one, it's set in space. And... Holy shit. Um, I did I did play the original when it came out. I don't think I beat it. Um, I played it at a friend's house, and it was terrifying then. And, you know, 15, later, 15 years later, it's still equally terrifying, if not more terrifying. Um, earlier, when I was talking about atmosphere and sound design, this was the game I was talking about that had it in mind. If you get a copy of Dead Space play it with headphones in the dark it is the way to play this game walking down any hallway will be the most terrifying thing you do even if a necromorph doesn't come out which zombie aliens get the fuck out of here i don't want that shit and then yeah it's very there's uh there's so many different things uh there's just yeah so many different levels like You'll be walking and you can hear the necromorphs like in the ventilation and you're like, oh, they're going to attack me and you get so prepared, but then they don't. And you're like, fuck you for getting me so. ah." And then, yeah, and then there's parts where you'll just get overwhelmed and then you'll go through a hallway and you'll be like, oh, I cleared this hallway out. And then so you'll just be like walking nonchalantly and then out of nowhere, you just get attacked. You're like, what the fuck? How are you here? I thought I got killed you. And it, it just frustrates you and scares you in so many ways. But then it's also the weapons are also super creative and it's very fun. And then. You know, there's even, there's just, in this remake, there's some, uh, like, the level design, you, there's some quests that you can d- choose to do, some side quests that you don't have to do, and, you know, that was kind of fun, so it does, it is a linear game, but it does allow you to do just some exploration on the side, and it kind of has, like, a, you know, like a Metroidvania thing where as you upgrade your character, you can get access in the new areas. There's secret areas that you couldn't maybe get to before. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, yeah, it just has a lot of, like everything I like about uh, Resident Evil was basically in this game, but this game's just in space. It's a little bit slower in terms of like action. Um, like as opposed to like something like Resident Evil 4, which is like heavy, super action based. This one, you know, your character moves a little bit slower. And so you do, you feel pressured because I think the enemies can move faster than you in most cases. So you're like, oh, fuck. And like, and the way to kill the enemies in Dead Space is you don't just shoot at them. You need to cut off their limbs first. You need to like precision. Like the game is very... Yeah, it it it, uh, it it scares the shit out of me. The music is amazing as well. Um, yeah, just 
Yeah. It's it's honestly, quarters. it's one of the games that I haven't played. Uh, and I feel like I should play the remake. Like I really do. Um, I can let you borrow it. I please. I would love to. Yeah. Uh, I would love to uh, play the, 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 because you've been kind of lauding and applauding this game. Mm -hmm for uh, a while i'm sure you've mentioned it on other episodes and um, yeah because it came out back in january and then i'm pretty sure i played it in either like february or march some point earlier this year and since then i've been like oh this is just one of the best games i've played this year and yeah it it yeah after playing that and then i played some resident evil games i was like oh yeah no this game is definitely up there like one of the best horror games i played and just games in general like it just plays so smoothly as a shooter and then, uh, you know, the survival elements of it, because, like, you can only, like, you know, because that's the thing with, uh, especially, I should mention that with Resident Evil games, if you're not familiar, typically you have, like, an item limit. You can only fit a certain amount of things. Like, in Resident Evil, you literally have, like, say, a six by seven square thing that you can fill up. But, like, guns will be, like seven squares long or something and so you need to really determine like okay do i need this pack of health do i need this ammo for this gun am i really going to actually use that gun or should i just drop that in terms of something else or oh here's a puzzle piece that i need to take with me somewhere do i have room for this like so yeah it, the, this game has that element in it too which is also big in resident evil games and i'm sure probably in uh some games you've probably mentioned already as well so uh dead space 2023 great game i mean the 2008 game was already a fantastic game but i this game this is just one of the best remakes updates i've ever played and yeah so shout out uh ea for doing something good recently <laughs> I, I hate to shout him out but shout out <laughs> yeah I, um my next choice is uh, uh, an older game that did recently get, or not, not like crazy recently, but fairly recently got a uh, a um, uh, uh, a a re remaster, um, and then also a sequel that is coming this month, uh, maybe. Next weekend, I don't remember exactly what uh, or, or this week. Yes, um, this is the lighting one that we are going to talk about. Yes, Old this is a the lighting. A and W. Uh, we are talking about Alan Wake. Yes. Uh, it is a action adventure horror game developed by Remedy, originally released on Microsoft, um, but the remastered version uh, that came out in 2021. Um, uh, on PS4, PS5, uh, and then the sequel, which is on PS4 and Xbox, I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, Alan Wake is a, um, it is a unique game. Uh, uh, it is a game that uh, it is uh, um, what, what Remedy described as the mind of a psychological thriller and the body of a cinematic action game put together. It is a game that uh, follows Alan Wake, a writer who's a best-selling uh, uh, crime fiction writer, and um, he's had writer's block for two years. He and his wife Alice travel to this small mountain town of Bright Falls, and uh, and things just go uh, crazy. Um, there is a lot of visions. Uh, there is a seemingly endless night. Um, 
There are weird creatures made of darkness and tendrils and weirdness. Uh, there is memory loss. There is mystery. Uh, there is uh, trying to to find his wife. Uh, um, there is a, a lot of, I don't want to give away the story because it's so good, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of the gameplay relies on the flashlight and moving around in the dark uh, in this kind of, um, dark underworld alternate university, um, uh, that are these shadows that try and kill you. Um, there's, uh, uh, all sorts of cool stuff from other games that were popular at the time. Like you've got the kind of slow motion cinematic dodges that you got in Max Payne. Um, there's a kind of episodic story um it is very uh uh it recalls very many uh pop culture and kind of horror moments um the the uh um uh Stephen King for one mm-hmm. um and and I guess Remedy made Max Payne so uh you know that's part partly partly why um but um um, there's, it recalls, uh, uh, Stephen King, uh, um, things like the shining, uh, Christine lines from Stephen King, uh, essays and books. They also, um, cite stories like Brett Easton Ellis or cite stories from authors like Brett Easton Ellis, Neil, Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, uh, house of leaves, like, uh, Mark Z. Daniel Lewski's House of Leaves. It is a psychological kind of Twilight Zone-y uh, um, horror action film that twists you and turns you and you can't really figure out what's going on. Uh, it's a real mystery to unfurl. It's really psychological. The use of light and dark and flashlight is really cool. Um, it's got some really great, now I haven't played the remaster, so I don't know, but I remember the original game, the, the atmosphere yeah. and the sound was really good. Um, it, I want to play the remaster with the sequel coming out soon so I can kind of reconnect with it. It was released in, uh, in 2010. Uh, and that's around the time I played it uh, yeah. back on like Xbox 360 or something. Yeah. Um, that's when I played it back then. I never completed it though. But I do remember one level where you're like driving and the world is literally falling apart. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's like a bad acid trip. Like it's so yeah. weird. There's there's characters that you don't know if they're real or not. There's all these mysteries. There's this like dark realm that's swallowing the town that you like move. You can't tell if you're in the dark realm or out of it sometimes. And it's like it's trippy dude like it's a there's this, and there's this dark presence uh that's trying to to um uh take take over this town but then it's like it might be that he's writing this his own horror it's very very c- cerebral folks um so if you're into that and you want a game that uses that that now playing the remaster, it's probably not like, whoa, you know, because this time has passed. But when this game came out, 
people were like, yo, this is nuts. And, um, uh, uh, it's, it's good. It's really good. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to spoil too much because I want people to go and play these games. Um, but, um, yeah, the story is wild. The sequel is coming out, I think on Tuesday or maybe it's next, the next week. Um, I'm excited to play the sequel. Um, uh, uh, you, you have to use this flashlight, uh, um, that will kill these monsters. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just cool, man. And they like explode into balls of light, but they're like freaky looking, like kind of half human, half like shadow demony. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. This game's cool, man. I don't know how else to sell it. It's like, it's like a Stephen King novel that you play. Uh, and it's gnarly. Yeah, this was actually the game I was referring to when I was talking about a game that does like cool stuff with lighting. Because like if you are in darkness, sometimes you don't see the ghosts, or but then when you shine your light, sometimes they show up, or it's or opposite way around. I forget. It's been a while since I played that game, and I have not played the remake, even though I do have it because I think it was a free game of the month, not like a couple months ago. You know what? Year. I have it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At some point last year, it was the free game of the month. So I was like, "Oh, I'll definitely have it." And I had it installed up until I just had to reinstall Cyberpunk, and I uninstalled it. So I never actually, I never got around to playing it. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely play that game at some point because I would too would like to, you know, play that and then play the sequel as well. So uh, yeah, that no, that's a good game. I did not have that on my list because that was one that I thought that you would end up talking about. Yeah. So I was right with my instinct. Um, I just love the fact that it's a set. Like, I love the fact that it's this kind of survival horror video, uh, video game, but there's like elements of action, but that action is like different, you know, the use Mm -hmm. of light to kill these things. There's also guns and stuff, obviously, but you can use like flares, flashbangs, handheld flares, um, you know, the flashlight and the kind of system of playing was similar enough but different from other games at the time and also this darkness being the enemy this dark presence and then you add in the layer of the like psychological you know is this in his mind are these people that he's meeting and running into that are acting weird are they real are they taken over by the dark presence where is his wife uh um uh these nightmares and visions that he's having um and uh uh this story about him seeing this psychologist and there's like, there's lots of layers to it. It's very kind of complex story, but it's fun to play through. It comes across as very cinematic. And I just remember loving the game and having a great time with it. I wanted to also shout out another game that uh, came out from remedy that's set in the same universe control. Um, Control is uh, similar in the sense that it's kind of spooky and weird. Um, it's more thriller like though. I would yeah, say. it's yeah, it's where where Alan Wake is is inspired by the Twilight Zone and Stephen King and and um uh uh you know uh, yeah, Twin it's more Peaks. like Philip K. Dick type like Control uh, is like a what's that fucking Matt Damon movie with uh, Emily Blunt? The Adjustment Bureau. Yes, it's yeah. like that sort of like. Weird, like conspiracy, 
thriller that has like paranormal elements to it. Yeah, it's more and paranormal. Just, the yeah. Alan Wake is more like a psychological horror, whereas mm-hmm. Control is more like um, a a uh, um. Well, it says on the, on their Wikipedia, it says Control is inspired by paranormal study, stories about the fictional SCP Foundation, uh, which was uh, created is a collaborative wiki fiction project um, that uh, is very popular online. It's this idea. If you go to the SCP Foundation website, they talk about the different uh, creatures and things that they've anomalies that they've captured. Um, Control is very much based on that. Uh, there is this enemy called the hiss that invades and corrupts reality uh and then you as the main character uh you find um uh as as jesse this you this uh, uh head of the federal bureau of control you go through this this um place called the oldest house it's the fbc's paranormal headquarters and you wind up getting yourself psychic abilities and you're fighting the hiss and there's all these weird possessed people and crazy brutalist psycho like psycho structures and it's it's wild um but there uh uh but it does and it, it alludes to alan wake it mentions alan wake and what happens in alan wake multiple times but there was also an awe expansion crossover where the um where where you interact with uh, um um alan wake uh by uh by, with an apparition of alan wake uh, and and uh, there's more. I don't want to spoil it, nice. but they they can they actually yeah. connect. So they they are set in the same world and they're in the same same type of narrative. Um, mm-hmm. But like we said, where Alan Wake is like psychological horror, uh, Control is very much like a paranormal action thriller, um, with with some weird uh, uh, horror unnerving strangeness. Great soundtrack too. Um, uh, and and in both both of them, actually, I would say House of Leaves is a great uh, a great influence on both because mm. you know in in the oldest house is literally a house that's constantly changing and kind of like a maze in its in and of itself, um, which is is really uh, really cool. Uh, and if you like brutalist architecture, it's crazy um, and. Um, yeah, cool. Very yeah. cool games. Both yeah. of them very good. Alan Wake 2 coming out soon. If you like mm-hmm. if you like Alan Wake, you'll like Control. If you like Control, you'll like Alan Wake. And Alan Wake 2 will be out. You know what? I should give you an actual date for that. Just give me one second. Alan yeah. Wake 2 is coming out on the 27th of October. So oh, not sure. next nice. week, but the week afterwards. Um, if there weren't so many damn games coming out, this month i would definitely pick that up uh but i gotta get spider-man i gotta get the new super mario game oh yeah spider-man's coming out lords of the fallen apparently pretty sick i still gotta get lies of p there's so many games and they're all still full price and i just have to buy a controller so i don't know what my game budget's at right now so maybe Oh, well, maybe we'll circle around in a couple of weeks and talk about Alan Wake, too, and talk a bit more about Alan Wake and the actual story yeah. of Alan Wake. 
yeah. if we do buy it and we can come back around to it, then that would be better. Because the story I mean, of Alan Wake is really like much like the Silent Hill th- games. The story is, is complex and layered and there's a lot going on. Yeah. And I don't want to spend half an hour breaking that down right. here. This is just a suggestion. You like you like mm-hmm. cerebral psychological horror? Play the Alan Wake remaster and then Hell play yeah. Alan Wake 2, uh, I guess. And control. Okay. okay. What's yeah. your next one? Okay. So this one, taking it back a couple of years, this is a game that I don't think a lot of people know about. This was one that my buddy Andrew Welton bestowed upon me in grade school. And this was the game, which then I bought for the 360 and made all of my friends play it. And it became a personal favorite amongst my friend group, like me, Steve, our buddy, Matt Mitchell, all of them. Uh, I've probably have played this game no less than four times, like front to back. Like it, uh, so the game we're talking about is uh, developed by Monolith Productions from 2000, originally 2005. I played it in probably 2007 because the 360 version came out a couple years after. It's called Fear, which stands for First Encounter Assault Recon. It's a first-person shooter game in which you're a part of this this fear, uh, the First Encounter Assault Recon, which is a U.S. military group that deals with paranormal stuff. So the whole, the game is you're just like this, basically a super, uh, super soldier going into this uh, like lab because some sort of like psychic girl, like, broke out and so this definitely leans into like the scary little girl with black hair in front of her face type trope which was very popular in the late 90s early to mid 2000s with stuff like the ring the grudge you know very popular stuff uh this game so even though you are like a super overpowered soldier in this game you become a giant pussy as soon as you encounter this girl. There are so many jump scares in this game, and it gets very psychological. There are parts where you're just walking through hallways that randomly fill with blood. You'll walk through doors and be transported to a whole new area. You don't know what is a dream, what is actually happening, similar to what we just talked about in Alan Wake. But it's very it's different because the game starts as just a very straightforward shooter. And it's not until like an hour, hour and a half in where the horror elements start coming and you're like, what the fuck? And it just keeps getting creepier and creepier. One of the scariest, probably the most horrifying jump scare I've ever experienced in my entire life is in this game. We're just walking down like a corridor and you come to a ladder that you have to climb down and you start, you turn around, you start climbing down it. But once your eyes are at like floor level, you look up and the girl is standing like right there looking over you. And you're just like, and it's so dude, it is insane. Every time this girl just pops out of nowhere, you just, you waste so much ammo because you just start shooting it, even though it does nothing. And you know, it does nothing, but you're like this, that's my instinct is to shoot at this apparition of a little like little creepy girl um the story of the game itself i didn't really understand there's like weird shit where you end up in like school rooms and stuff yeah it kind of has like a silent hill type of vibe where you're kind of like what the fuck's even going on i don't even understand and then 
you know, there was uh there there were sequels to this game. I think I only played this first like Fear 2, which I didn't remember I don't recall enjoying it as much or thinking it was as scary. And then there was a third one, which I don't think I played at all. But this first one, it was like a a specific moment in time where I was like, yo, like when I discovered this game, I was like, holy shit. And so, yeah, if you have never played Fear, I don't think it's hasn't been released on like modern consoles. But if you have a 360 or a PlayStation 3, you can probably find a used copy somewhere. Uh, definitely pick this game up or like, you know, I'm sure maybe it's on like Steam or something or whatever, because it was it was originally a PC game. And I mentioned it was uh, developed by Monolith uh, Productions, which ironically, I didn't realize this because there was another game that I wanted to talk about. And then I literally just found this out like while talking and also just kind of clicking through stuff to make sure my facts are right. Fear uh um, was also made by Monolith, and Monolith also made another horror game series called Condemned. And the Condemned series is far more horror based. You're like a weird, you're like a detective that's like on drugs, so you're like experienced psychosis. Again, another re- thing where you're like, what's real, what's not. But then there, they made. But then the sequel to Condemned, Condemned to Bloodshot, was a game that I played a bunch and. There are two levels in that game, particularly, that scare the shit out of me <laughs> to this day. There is one level where you're just walking through an old, like, doll factory. And, like, some of the dolls are, like, coming to life. And they look like the, like, scariest version of, like, fucking Sid's toys from Toy Story. Like, you know, the one, like, that has the spider legs and the bald head. Like, there's dolls that look like that in this game. And they're coming at you. And it's so terrifying. There's also a level where you're in this lodge in on like a mountain, like a snowy mountain somewhere, and a grizzly bear is chasing you through the building. And you're, you're just running away from a grizzly bear. And it is one of the most intense levels of a video game ever. Terrifying. So, yeah, it kind of realized that these two games kind of like can fit together because they were both uh, developed by Monolith. Uh, and so, yeah, and they're both from like the same era, like Xbox 360 era. So, uh, yeah, and I think these are like two games that I don't see a whole lot of people like talking. Maybe, maybe well, I'm wrong. I, I maybe remember, I'm... I remember Fear, and I remember yeah. I had friends who played Fear. I didn't play Fear, but I watched them play Fear. I remember the yeah. hallway filling up with blood. And I yeah. remember the like little girl, like the lights would flash, and then all of a sudden, she'd yeah, be yeah, there. the lights would fuck with you, yeah. And then like it would be like you'd be in a room, and all of a sudden you'd hear like a weird noise, and the lights would go like, and then all of a sudden she would be there, and she'd be like running towards you, and you're like, oh my god. I remember that game. I remember being like, oh my lord, this looks freaky. My next pick is one we've already talked about a lot. Uh, and so I'm not going to go over it a whole lot. I'm sure you know where this is going until Dawn and, uh, the other super massive games, uh, releases the quarry and the dark pictures anthology. Um, these are interactive drama, horror video games. Uh, they play like movies, you make choices, uh, and the choices you make, uh, affect the story and the outcome of the story. All of the characters can die. Uh, and there's a lot of kind of quick time events and 
dialogue that you make choices as to what to say that will affect the game later on. Uh, heavy use of motion capture, real actors portraying the characters. Um, until dawn, like yeah. Hollywood stars. Yeah, it's in all of them, but until dawn specifically, um, spending over an overnight in a cabin years after an accident, uh, and on this mountain that holds many secrets and uh, and many uh, kind of red herrings and many twists and turns, creatures, infection, killers. Uh, freaky mountain men with flamethrowers lots going on there um and uh the quarry you got werewolves and psycho hillbillies and stuck at a summer camp overnight freakiness uh and also in the dark pictures anthologies you've got ancient demons thulu old God demons and witches and all types of freaky ghosts and things. Um, these games rip ships, curses, go, yeah, curses, go listen to our episode on it, uh, on, on until dawn. If you want to learn more about it, the gameplay is really unique. It feels like you're running it through a movie or you're, you're, you're controlling a movie. Yeah. Um, the level of choice and and the fact that your actions have real consequences change the story. You can make the wrong choice and cut out whole aspects of yep. the story. And then, so every time you play through, the different choices you make will it'll lead you different. to a different, yeah. it'll be a different game. Very cool. I'm not going to go on and on because yeah. we did a whole episode on it. Go listen to the episode exactly. on Until Dawn. Um, but I have played Until Dawn through... I'm almost finished the quarry. Um, I've played two of the dark pictures anthology ones. Yeah. Uh, all of them are fun. All of them are freaky. All of them are great to play with other people in the room or by yourself. Um, some of them have multiplayer options so you can play uh, uh, with people online and play through it together. Uh, they are just are good. If you've ever wanted to live horror movie this is as close as you're going to get to it and they yeah. are great just great games scary spooky cool topics lots of twists and turns um heart heart pounding moments with the quick time events and you actually feel like you have um you just the perfect amount of control on this very cinematic experience uh, and i i heavily heavily suggest all horror fans go play until dawn and the quarry uh and uh and the dark pictures anthologies would you agree i think we've already yeah uh yeah because when we did the until dawn episode i had finished until dawn and then i started playing dark uh, dark pictures uh man of medan medan i forget medan which i did not finish at the time but i have since finished it and yeah, it like I think, and with Man of Medan, I some it was really weird because I must have like did something fucked up because my like story seemed to end like very abruptly out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, did I fucked like something up? Like I feel like I did something wrong. I messed up because I was trying to help get everyone to survive, but then I accidentally ended up killing a character, and I was like, ah, fuck. And but then yeah, and then like. 
one thing led to another and then out of nowhere like i just got like a kind of very abrupt ending i was just like huh weird it felt like i definitely did some i don't know when i was like tempted to redo it again knowing that it's like i could not possibly get that same ending like like yes which is that's the thing those games have like endless replay value because there's so many different possible outcomes and there's lots of stuff that you wind up missing like even Mm. if you try your hardest to find everything you're not going to and also because they do really they're really smart in the way that they kind of they don't limit your time in each area but they give you motivation to move forward and they also don't spell it out for you. So sometimes you stumble out of areas before you're done looking or before you trigger a certain event. So you can like circumvent whole cinem- like whole um whole sections of the game or like whole quick quick events or whole story beats by like avoiding something. Like if you don't find something early on because you like passed it by, you didn't see it when you were walking around you didn't your your light didn't make it your flashlight didn't shine on it make it glint or whatever um you you wind up not either not finding a totem or something that will give you uh insight into something later that will open up a stream of that story or or you will not be forewarned about something or you will just totally circumvent an entire quick or you know um a whole what what am i trying to say whole animation no a whole, whole chain scene. of events a whole cut chain scene, scene of oh. event or cutscene. Yeah. yeah um really good stuff all right what's okay. what do you have last uh so this one did we do is this the fifth one like yeah no I, no I, this I, is number four for you okay shit yeah. okay uh so number four for me um so number four for me this one I don't think is traditionally considered to be a horror game. However, it scared the shit out of me. It is also one of my top five favorite games of all time. And possibly, I would ar- maybe argue, the best game from the Xbox 360, PS3 era. Uh, I'm talking about Bioshock, the first one. And I guess the second one, too. Those two games together fucking slap so hard. Um, the thing about Bioshock, they are a first-person shooter game in which you shoot guns, but then in your left hand, you have these crazy powers. Like, you can shoot bees, fire, ice, and you get these different... Sorry, um, wait. Did you just say bees? Yeah, yeah. You can shoot bees. Yeah. A swarm of bees, of course. Yeah, I think that's number Metal two. Gear, Metal Gear Solid 3, the Bee Man. Remember oh, him? Yeah. He's just oh, surrounded yeah. by bees. What a horrible, yeah. horrible superpower to have. So you're surrounded yeah. by bees all the time. Uh, for all the viewers listening, I have a fear of wasps. So the idea of oh, yeah. wasps are Big close enough. Big fan of Candyman, eh? Yeah. Wasps are close enough. Bees are close. Like, bees don't bother me, okay? Let me let me get this straight with everybody. Honeybees, bees in general, bumblebees, they don't bother yeah. me, man, because they yeah. they're not pissed. They're just they're living their life. I've never been harassed by a bee in my life. I've never been stung by a bee, but I've been stung by wasps more time than I can more times than I can remember. I got blood poisoning from a wasp. Man, I had a hornet sting my sting me in in a wound. I'm Ugh. terrified of these creatures. So the idea of being surrounded by buzzing 
or shooting them from your hands gives me pause. So there's something that scares me. All right, Mm -hmm. continue. Okay, so in uh, Bioshock, uh, so yeah, it's a first-person shooter game. Like I said, not generally considered to be a horror game, but it is a horrifying game, and it has terrifying moments and really has that, like, dread thing that we were talking about earlier where you kind of, like, are anticipate something, and the anticipation is really what fucks you up. Um because you have, like, strong powers to deal with these crazy people. So, basically, and also the plot of this game is amazing, and it has one of the greatest uh, reveals, I would say, in the ending of the game. It is one of the biggest holy shit moments I've ever experienced in a game. This game just has one of the best plots, stories, worlds ever. Um, So, in Bioshock, you're a character who's on a plane in the because it's set in the 1960s and so you're on an airplane and then your airplane crashes into the ocean you go to this lighthouse then the lighthouse takes you down this elevator which then takes you to this underground atlantis and so there's this whole like retro futuristic underworld called rapture and at first you're like holy shit this is amazing and it has like it's it's just such a unique universe and then you slowly realize like oh this is a complete dystopia because shit has gone mad all all these people are psychotic there's like all these creepy cults and just you're going through these corridors and then there's these uh characters called little sisters and big daddies and these little sisters have, uh, is it Adam or Eve? I think Eve is like a thing that you can extract to get more powers. But th- every little sister has a big daddy looking over them. And they're these like big fucking uh, uh, sub, uh, what is it? like, you know those old diving costumes where they have the big like tank head with like the cage? Yeah, old, old uh, scuba diving, like old yeah, deep sea so- diving. So Big Daddy is basically just that, but like a giant monster version. And then they just have a giant drill for a hand. And they are terrifying. And they beat your ass. And yeah, just the enemies called Splicers. They're like these weird, psychotic, like not zombie people, but like cannibalistic, insane, possessed. Like I don't know how to describe them. There's weird, it's like Orwellian, there's like dystopian, like sci-fi, sort of Philip K. Dick. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And yeah, if you have not played Bioshock, uh, definitely seek it out. It has been, it's been remastered or re-released on like the PS4 and Xbox One. So you can get it in the store. Um, Yeah, that game... Yeah, that game, when I played that one, I was like, this is it. Like, it's still one of my favorite games that I always think about very fondly. And when we talking about horror movies or horror games, this was one that popped in. I was like, huh, I wonder if this game is classified as a horror game and it's not. 
but I've done some looking around and there's a lot of people on Reddit that are like, yeah, no, this game is a horror game. This game is terrifying. The atmosphere is creepy as hell. The a- enemies are fast. They come at you in swarms. You will get swarmed and just get your ass beat at times. There are like puzzles that are, you're, it's a race against time and it's intense and you're just like, oh shit. And, uh, yeah, it just has a lot of things I really like about first-person shooters and horror games. So, uh, Bioshock, definitely check it out for sure. Another game series that I never really played. Um, I don't know why. I just never got around to it, and it's been so long now that I feel like feel like that time's passed. But maybe. I mean, maybe. I think. Can you only play it on Xbox? Is it only Xbox? No, no, no. It's I have it. I have a disc copy, like a PS4 copy that you could play that has all three, like uh, Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, and Infinite, which takes place in the sky as opposed to underwater. So it turns out there's also floating cities in the sky. Very interesting world. Um, well, that may be something I take you up on as well. I've got a bunch of single-player games I'm trying to finish, and then also, of course, Spider-Man coming out next week two weeks from now something like that yeah. uh and that's gonna take up that's gonna suck up a large portion of my life uh yeah. so i'm trying to finish all of the extra stuff in hogwarts legacy now and uh and i have uh i want to finish the expansion of uh ghost of tsushima too i'm trying to actually finish these games that i started on and i haven't committed to finishing so so that i can move them to my hard drive and buy new games i'm tired of not finishing stuff. Um, so, but now it's time for my last game. And this game is the scariest game I've ever played. Um, from a series of movies that I love, uh, deeply, 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 very, very important to me. Uh, one, one Christmas morning, there was a, a new trailer for one of those films. And, uh, Otis sent me a text saying, God has blessed you with a alien ice or alien uh, covenant trailer and the new run, the jewels album. That was one of the greatest texts I've ever received. Uh, obviously I nearly gave away the name of the game. We're talking about alien isolation. Yeah. 2014 survival horror game by creative assembly published by Sega for PS3, PS4, windows, Xbox, 360, Xbox one switch. It's available on OSX, uh, Android, iOS, Linux, Linux, whatever however you say it this game is terrifying as fuck (laughs) absolutely scary this is i can't play it it's (laughs) legitimately i can't play it dude (laughs) this is like the scariest game i have ever played if you want to talk about atmosphere you want to talk about sound design lighting um this this game is heavily based on the first alien film um and it is a sequel to the original 1979 film uh, where you play the daughter of Ellen Ripley, uh, Amanda Ripley, and um, you are exploring the disappearance of her mother aboard a space station known as Sevastopol. Um, and the entire station has fallen into disarray due to one single alien being loose. Um, and Everything's gone to, to absolute nightmare mode. There are robots that are on 
that want that will kill you when they see you because they're on damage control mode or they've been hacked or something. I can't remember. Um, it is a first person game um, that heavily emphasizes stealth uh, and has a at the time groundbreaking AI system for the alien. Um, it is uh uh the design the retro future art direction and design following in the footsteps of Ridley Scott's masterpiece film um everything about this game is like just on a thousand uh including how terrifying it is i yeah. had to play this game the first time through with a friend Uh, And we had to take breaks and we had to pass the controller back and forth when we got too scared. We were in our twenties. Yeah. This game is horrifying. Trying to outsmart and escape the alien, which one kills you, one hit kills you. Like you get caught, you're done. Yeah. Um, You will die. You will play. One of the best enemy guys as well. Pardon? Like one of the best enemy AIs. Like yeah, that's what I'm that saying. The AI is, is incredible. It will sneak up on you. Like if it if you if you make a noise and it hears you, it will sneak up for you, sneak up on you. And you have one of the like motion trackers, like in the movie, mm-hmm. so you can see things moving around. But the thing is that like things falling down or the androids or random movement will set it off too. It will trick you. It will sneak around. It will hide in vents. It will follow you at different speeds to give you to give you a more chance of screwing yourself up when you're freaked out. It is, um, it is horrifying. Uh, and it, the game starts kind of slow, and it builds up this kind of languid tension. And then once the alien comes, from there on, you're just pretty much running for your life the entire game. And, and if it catches you, like we said, one hit kill, it's black, much like most of the ship that you're on. You have to rely on flashlights and motion detectors and hide under tables, hide in lockers, close doors to lock it in one room. And it tries to find a way out while you try to get through another door. Like it's, genuinely terrifying not to mention the androids the synths that will attack you and you have to like either escape them or kill them without making a lot of noise because then it'll bring the xenomorph it's 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 a lot it's literally it's it's masochism this game is masochism yeah um it is i think i only ever got like into the fourth or fifth mission i think i don't even know and i barely really even encountered the alien it was even just dealing with the robot things was like annoying as fuck as well yeah i legitimately one of the most uh nerve-wracking games i have ever played the most anxiety inducing game i have ever played possibly it yeah game easily one of the best, but easily the scariest. Like it just even, everything, everything about yeah. it is like the the design, 
the sound, the use of like, you'll be walking down hallways and then randomly it'll like, they'll pump the vents and they'll go and like spray all around you. And you're like already on edge because you're like trying to avoid the alien all of a sudden and it goes and your screen goes white and you're like, what the hell is going on? And you throw your controller and start screaming because you're like this, you're already so tense. Like this game uses tension, uses dread. It uses jump scares. The visuals are incredible for even for the original PS3 version, like before the the ports came out and the PS4 version with the updated graphics, the PS3 version looked incredible and it looks like, um, looks like it fits in the world of the, of the movies. Uh, it's part of the story. It is, I think officially Canon because it's from Fox, like Fox worked on it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, uh, it is. Wow. Like, yeah. Just one of the best things in the entire alien French media franchise, like, up there with like the first two movies of like yes <laughs> if if there are three things to experience of alien i would say alien aliens and alien isolation yeah that's like yeah um, that shit that game's insane i i hate how scary it is to be honest yeah uh and then uh and then also um there were there was downloadable content added to the game called uh, Crew Expendable and Last Survivor, which are both uh, kind of like short missions where you replay things from the um, uh, um, the first movie. So Crew Expendable relives a scene from Alien and involves a player controlling Ripley, Dallas, or Parker attempting to flush an alien creature from the Nostromo's air vents into the ship's airlock and last survivor uh which is set during the film's finale where you control ripley as she tries to activate the nostromo self-destruct sequence and reach the escaped escape shuttle um they also released uh five additional content packs expanding the survivor mode with new features um uh, there was a corporate lockdown trauma uh safe haven Lost Contact, and The Trigger, all of which uh, uh, have maps and characters. These ones were, were um, there was a collection version that was released on OS X, Linux, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in 2015. Um, this game won a lot of uh, awards. PC Game of the Year 2014 hugely critically praised um there were comic book sequels that came out that were based on it um uh it was the the the, there's no sequel to it it's completely standalone Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are asking for a sequel calling for one yeah sure because it was the, the one of the critics or one of the people who reviewed it said you know, this game uh, succeeds. It was um, Josh Harmon of Electric Gaming Monthly said, Alien Isolation succeeds as a genu- genuine effort to capture the spirit of the film franchise in playable form rather than a lazy attempt to use it as an easy backdrop for a cash-in with an ill-fitting genre. Uh, that hits it directly on the head. This is a playable, truly horrifying 
alien story and everything about it is on a thousand the design uh uh the 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 creative direction the sound the lighting the everything and then the use of the xenomorph is probably the best you'll ever see in a video game the ai is freaky there's a lot of really cool mods too if you play pc um genuinely a horrifying game i'm trying i've been trying since 2020 to replay it on switch uh i'm about halfway through and i play it for a bit and then i get scared and i have to turn it off i'm 34 like <laughs> like wh- why did you make this game creative assembly i mean thank you but truly horrifying and so that one if i had to put a number one that would be my number one if we were to give it you know levels like it's it's the scariest game i've ever played um yeah yeah banger though but <laughs> jesus <Yeah>. christ <laughs> jesus yeah all right what's okay. your number five uh so before getting to my number five i just want to quickly shout out three games which are all very similar in fact two of them are by the same developer and you can get them in a duo pack together but they're all uh indie platforming puzzle games like side scrolling games but and they're not all necessarily horror games uh uh some some more than others but they're all have incredibly different art styles and are all kind like atmospherically very scary in a way so i'm talking about the game little nightmares which leans far more into sort of like grotesque sort of horror stuff but these games you know like kids can maybe play these games they might still be spooky but they're just they're platforming games so there's like you're just jumping running and jumping and solving puzzles so little nightmares uh which has a sequel and a third game coming out next year and then uh inside and limbo which are both by play dead a indie developer and these two they sort of use like monochromatic uh like black and white sort of very german expressionist uh film noir sort of like lighting and they're very just sort of spooky and kind of even though like there's no plot it's just you moving sideways and just jumping and solving puzzles and avoiding enemies and but like the sort of worlds that are lurking in the background there's like something even though there's not a, not really any explanation, there's something sinister in the background, and you can't quite uh, tell. So those three games, if you're looking for something very simple, I think each game is probably less than five hours to beat it. Very quick games. They're very cheap online as well. So, uh, yeah, play those games just for atmospheric, uh, sort of scary spookiness, little little spook, spookies. Not, 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 not like as scary, you know, not alien level, that's for sure. These, you know... But um, I figured out a way how to shoehorn my favorite game series into this fucking episode because I'm going to talk about the time I played Doom 64 when I was six years old. And holy shit, I don't know how I even got this game. I'm pretty sure one of my cousins brought it over and forgot it at our house. So then me and my brother had Doom 64. I should have never been playing that game. Uh, having demons chase me when I barely even understood how to use the controller terrified me for 
much of my life. I don't think I, as a child, ever got past the first level because I couldn't figure out how to find the doors in Doom. Because in the old Doom games, you basically, they had invisible doors that you had to like run around and find. And I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so Doom 64 was terrifying. However, the, all the Doom games have very horrific elements considering that it's a series about uh, space demons. Um, the, the story is completely nonsensical and makes no sense. I mean, in the plot to the very first Doom is that literally some demons killed his bunny so that he decides to go and kill Satan himself. That that's the plot. Uh, it's literally it was pre John Wick, honestly. Um, <laughs> is Doom. Uh, but so everyone knows the Doom games as very just sort of overwhelming shooters, like just more enemies than necessary. But you're so overpowered, you have an endless supply of weapons that like you're not, you know. But in 2004, the Doom series took a drastic turn after Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, which came out on the original... I played it originally on the first Xbox. I think uh, it originally came out on PC, but eventually came out on the Xbox original and is now available on, uh, pretty sure, every console. You can download it now, the BFG version. But this Doom 3, they slowed it down they turned it into a survival horror game, very similar to, as I mentioned, uh, like Dead Space, something like Alien even. Uh, in the original version of this game, uh, when, you you, when you had your flashlight out, you couldn't carry a flashlight and a gun at the same time, so that was terrifying. They eventually fixed that in a later version of the game, which, you know, made the game e easier but like it was still terrifying though because i think your light only has a certain amount of power in it anyways before it has to charge and um yeah just absolutely terrifying it gets so much more occult and kind of this game has more story to it than any other uh doom game other than like doom eternal which has now like really sort of set out the you know, the world and plot of Doom, of what's actually going on, of that there's, like, gods and demons and aliens, and it's just, yeah, this game, I think because of the Doom series, I think that really uh, just sort of shapes uh, the sort of horror games that I like, you know, think thinking back, you know, how much I enjoy games like Dead Space, Alien, uh, the newer uh, Resident Evil games, which are have sort of a slower pace, Seven and Village. Um, I think that it all stems from me playing Doom 3, watching uh, my buddy Matt play it, Steve play it as well. Uh, yeah, Doom 3 uh, just... Yeah, I, this is more so just a personal pick of just like this was a game that was important to me and now thinking about just this genre of video games, I think my enjoyment of it stems purely from doom three and my experience as a child with uh, doom 64, which uh, I'm going to curse my parents for. I, I know they didn't know what the hell I was playing. They didn't know what doom 64 was. Uh, they wouldn't let me play the South park game though, but they would let me play this game, which in the long run, I think, Doom 64 scarred me more than listening to Cartman say some bad things. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have been playing that South Park game either. 
who knows? But uh, Doom Three and the Doom franchise in. Well, I'm. I'm I mean, I figure you were going to bring up the. I mean, I would call. Uh, I played Doom Three. That game was really scary. Um, yeah. No. But that that's an outlier. Like none of the other Doom games are like that. All the other Doom games are very fast paced. Very... Yeah, especially the revival. Like the Doom and Doom Eternal are like frenetic. Uh, yeah, platformers uh, almost. Yeah, yeah like, like it's j- crazy like first person shooter. They're like arena shooters. Yeah, but I mean, they would still, I think, be action horror because they. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but Doom Three. And you know what? I totally forgot about Doom 3 until you brought it up. And I'm glad you did because that game was actually scary and had some like depth of story. And there were some real horrors in that game. Like some of the bosses and some of the things you saw were like disgusting and horrific. Oh, yeah. And there's Um, parts where you go to hell and it's like fucked up. And then there's parts where like hell is kind of like breaking into the world that you're in so like you'll be in one room that's like a regular sort of space sci-fi looking room but then the next one will just be covered in blood and like portals it yeah it's crazy dude it's it's terrifying and yeah definitely shaped the type of horror games i enjoy for sure so i think that yeah i think that's it for me Uh, my one other thing that i was going to talk about for the kids uh, if you want to play Resident Evil and you're a child and can't quite handle that, just play Luigi's Mansion. It's literally just Resident Evil for children. I guarantee you there so are fun. no children listening to us. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. There, I don't know. In the case if there is. are. Um, in the case that there is and you're eight years old and you can't handle real scares, just play Luigi's Mansion. It's also fun. And Stop honestly, listening to our so, podcast. <laughs> Hey, I don't know, man. I'm for the kids. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm. Am I? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Well, about we have that. friends that have kids, so yeah. Uh, maybe I mean, if they're listening to it and they, they you, you look, you, you want to get your kids on the, on the spooky train. Get them, get them Luigi's Mansion. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for today. It, yeah. Um We we just wanted to bring five suggestions each of uh of games that we enjoy uh and didn't really want to spoil too much of them because they are stuff we enjoyed so you know we left it pretty surface level for a lot of them uh and uh and we we recommend you check them out if you like i think we had a nice a real nice mix of suggestions in here um and different types of horror stuff and types of games too not just first person shooters but or survival horror games but we have like the third person uh, uh stuff like alan wake and the isometric project zomboid yeah. and the uh you know and then the 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 playable dramas from supermassive and mm-hmm. yeah a lot of good stuff in here yeah. um yeah your list definitely had more diversity mine are all basically shooters with horror elements other than the platforming side scrolling games that i mentioned really uh hey man you like what you like you like what you like yeah and i think you know i tied it all together at the end with my little doom uh anecdote so you know what but there were there were uh, but there's others too like you know that like the outlast games are horrifying stuff like soma uh you know there's there's so many crazy horror games uh and there's a bunch that like i haven't got to actually play so there's a bunch like i know about 
like like the like outlast i've only played like a quarter of a game so i know it it is terrifying but i didn't want to put it on the list because i've only played it for like an hour and a half so i'm like that doesn't really count but it, it, it's terrifying but yes and i'm sure there's others that i'm just forgetting to talk about uh i mean no it's okay sure. i mean it happens we gave we each gave five suggestions that was the goal um and uh and hopefully people will find something in here that maybe piques their interest that they want to try out uh and we'll be back next week with our spooky bird um is that right am i i i think yeah i think we're just gonna do yeah we're just gonna do a lazy bird but we're also gonna talk about some halloween stories other things that we're watching this this holiday season i want to talk about incantation i just watched that that movie's an absolute you did you watch that movie i've seen that movie twice did did it send did it send your girlfriend into a coma because we watched it and 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 oh pear loves it oh wild it's like one of her favorite like horror movies like she if i mentioned that movie to her right now she'd probably be like yeah, that movie's sick. Actually, let me see. Pear? Okay, I don't think she's here. No. Um, well, because <laughs> the thing, the, the we were watching it afterwards, and I was like, I don't know if they've seen this. I don't know if they, they we'll talk about this next week, but that movie, yeah. there are some scenes in that movie that I was like, what in God's name is yeah. happening? Heath. That, yep, yep. <laughs> that was, I was like, what? And I And I was like, that's yeah there were some scenes um i'd be watching a bunch of other stuff rewatch the exorcist want to talk about that um got some got some yep. uh, uh uh and there's some horror tv shows and Ooh. i'm going to see the blair witch in theater tonight in two hours from right now so i'll the, talk the about original that next week. yes the oh, princess is yeah. showing it that's sick so we're so going yeah to we got that. we got we're gonna just do a kind of general lazy bird plus uh spooky season topical episode next um where we'll talk about horror in general what we've been watching this spooky season uh um some some general halloween uh uh tomfoolery and anecdotes i don't know well it's just going to be a generally spooky lazy bird um and uh and then after that uh we'll be doing uh um, a film that, uh, you know, it's the uh, self-titled. Um, uh, did we already announce it? I feel like we did. Wait, sorry. The one we're Wait, doing after we're... that. Oh, yeah, we already said, yeah, we're doing Halloween. Yeah, so we're doing the self-titled. Yeah, yeah. June. Yeah, yeah, doing John Carpenter's Halloween for the weekend. Well, two days before Halloween. Or maybe we'll just drop it on, we'll just wait two days to drop it on Halloween. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Or we'll just drop it on a Sunday. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, is that everything? I think that's everything. You you want to plug the shows? Uh, Yeah, I got shows plugged. So, as always, if you're listening to this on the Sunday as it comes out, come out the dive bar. Uh, The 15th, 22nd, 29th, got shows. As always, they're free. That's at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, It's late show. Get dirty. We get uh, get wild. We get crazy. We, uh, We talk some shit. If so, if you want to come talk some shit, you know where it's finding me. But also, uh, on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, uh, the 21st, I'll be at Jackass Brewing in Cambridge on a show uh, with a bunch of other uh, fun comedians, including Ty Wright, Eric Hansen, Becca Bins, 
a bunch of people I've performed with before, and it should be a good show. Uh, I haven't performed in Cambridge in a while, so friends, come on out. I also haven't been to Cambridge in a while. And then uh, 25th, Wednesday night, I'll be at Levity Comedy Club in Hamilton. If you want to come out and support me and some boys, me and some local boys are going down to Hamilton, and we're going to go cause a ruckus. Uh, yeah. So that's all. That's all I got. And uh, the new cyberpunk expansion is sick. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's what we do have to talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, there's some other gaming stuff I want to talk about. Anyway, yeah. we'll be back next week to do a general conversation about you know what we've been watching, listening to. Uh, there's lots to talk about music-wise, too. It seems like it's a really good month for music. Um, so Yeah, the horror that is West Side Gun's new album. Oh, yeah. We gotta, we're going to take a big... <laughs> we're going to take a big... A big deep look at that that what yeah. happened there. That's that's a thing. That's, <laughs> that's a, a thing, thing that put exists. Out. Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week for a general spooky bird, uh the spooky season lazy bird, talk some horror, talk some movies, talk some video games, talk some music, and just talk some shit. Uh thanks for listening. Check out some of the games we mentioned. We'll be back next Sunday. Always remember to initiate the protocol. Peace. Bye.